Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, so I'm going to be very honest. I'm not a huge person that goes and buys the lottery ticket, but I just saw that it's $610 million that is up for grabs. Wednesday's drawing because there was no winner yesterday, and I actually told my brother to go buy some because I said, you never know. I know it's like one in... A million, whatever chance. Oh no, it's like three. It's like thirty, like, like almost forty million. One in like forty million or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean the chances of me actually winning something very slim to none to none, right? But six hundred and ten million dollars. So I said, you know what? What the heck? Go try it. Go buy some, and let's see. So you know what? If you guys have the money to spare, just go buy one. Never know. Two dollars, bro. That's all it Six. takes. Two dollars. Just is, invest is what two bucks. Got. $610 million for the Powerball. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I would do with $610 million? Retire. I mean, I'd probably buy this place, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be like, Please I'm do. the boss now, biatch. Oh, yeah. Boss Donald, go figure. <laughs> As think, the boss is walking out right now. Yeah. I was going to say, I think out. most of us would probably retire like just disappear and you'd never hear from us again right isn't Absolutely. that what the normal person would no do no way yeah. i i would I, I would do i would start no in all seriousness like i would i love what i do like mm-hmm. seriously like i do mm-hmm. love what i do yeah. i mean would i do it like the same way i'm doing it now probably not i'd probably want to be like uncensored uncensored me would be really fun i feel like yeah oh is. yeah a hundred percent especially at the yeah. airport Oh, yeah, uncensored, <laughs> uncensored me without like the the uh, the Disney uh, you know seatbelt, you know, like oh, all I mean, of us if, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be like, uh, oh man, I, there'd be so many people I would be calling out. Like it would be insane. It'd be a, a I, one one big yatusaris. Yeah, it would be nuts. Like that. There, I, I'm not going to say who, but there is a person, and you can deduce based on the way I'm describing this. There is a person that has become so popular in, like, I guess media, for lack of a better phrase right now, and not sports, by the way, that it is astonishing to me that this person all of a sudden has become the social conscious of America. Like, I'm like, really? This mother bleeper? Like, this is what we're, this is who we're talking about? <laughs> is, is it Pat like, McAfee? I'm not talking. No, I said it's not sports. Um, oh, okay. So it has nothing to do with sports. And I know I'm what like, you're talking about, but I won't yeah. say it. And it's just like, wow. Like, how has this happened to this country? But uh, so I would go after that hmm. person. I would go after a million other people. I, you would, man, listen. Anyone who's ever been. To, that's just one show. Yeah, that's just one show. No, but th- that would be a constant. Um, but the, 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 um, the show, like anyone who's ever met me at a remote even un- knows the difference between uncensored and what you hear on the radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Once I take you off programming, we all know. <laughs> yeah, thank God you take me off programming. We all get fired around here. My damn potty mouth. Um, but nonetheless, um, you would keep on working. Man, he I would. really like. I know you love what you do, but I mean, you wouldn't honestly, do- Beto. You wouldn't. Man, I'm trying to disappear right now. Oh. Yeah, who would? Why I would. You, you had six hundred million dollars after taxes. It's you know, four hundred and thirty something if you get a cash and all this. Other yeah, stuff. You, can do, you can do the cash buyout. It's like four thirty plus taxes. Yeah. It's more like it, it's probably close to like three hundred, but still, that's a lot of money. money yeah, you never hear from me again. Never. I live. Again. A, I live a semi-retired life already. Because uh, you know, man, I, I just started calling games. I want to call games. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll buy the team and call it. No, you can't afford a team, bro. Teams are expensive. Yeah, these billions. Days. Ballmer paid two you, billion yeah, for the Clippers. Call your billionaire friends. About? You know, go in together. You get your own team, and you call. Nah, it. see, that's the thing. If I wanted to buy a team, maybe I could buy like an MLS team or something. But like, if I wanted to buy a team, I'd want to be the owner of the team. You know, it's no. different when you love what you do. Because Sedano, I would stay working too. Like I, I tell Amanda all the time. Like I love this crazy. Yeah, like I do. Man, I genuinely man. do. Man. <laughs> 
You <laughs> wouldn't. I would. Dude, I, I was guess a four on two. I know all about it. I am gone. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, they're not gone. where I want to be. Let's be real about that. Hey, but you, hey, I do love what I do. You don't need to be anywhere when you got six hundred million. You could be wherever you want to be. Forget this. Exactly. Out, and if gone, I want to stay working, I work. No, throw my here, phone away. Here, here's what I would everything. do. I would just do one big delete of everybody in my life. Like, you ain't cool. You ain't cool. Bye. Here's what I would do. I would I would start I would I would probably like just go do a podcast that I can mm-hmm. do whenever I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I can do the uh the the hit 'em up, you know, like Tupac basically <laughs> whenever I want. You know? And then I would still find a place that would allow me to call games because I do like calling yes. games. I just started doing it. So Yeah, you're good at that. It's fun. Calling games is fun. So build the Sedano Sports Network and you buy the rights to whatever games you want. How about you do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, just give me a nonprofit to help the next generation of journalism students. And by yeah. I, I won't. But you never them. know. Maybe ESPN would let me just stick around and call games. So you never know. I know but, what you would wait, do. Are Sedano. you gonna buy a ticket though, Sedano? I think that you would take a bunch of that money and invest it in our cryptocurrency. Well, I do that world. too for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. but in in the world where we're gonna buy an arena and you're gonna call games for this for oh, the, the metaverse. I can yes. call games in the metaverse. That is yep. true. I can create my own metaverse. Yep. All right, you lost me there. That's it. Laura's out. <laughs> I'm sure it makes a lot of money, but I'm still navigating through that Bro, world. Bro, the metaverse. Get, get in on the metaverse now because in like 10 or 15 years, this is also not financial advice. This is just my own personal opinion. Um, you, you know, it'll work out, I think, for me. Maybe it'll work out for you too if you, if you do what you need to do. But anyway, um, again, not financial advice. All right, that is what you need to know. <laughs> Brought to you by Moranga. Why are you laughing for? Because, again, not financial advice. But. It's, it's not. <laughs> not financial advice. Not, that's it, how we it do works it. for me. But it works for me. Hey, there it is. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, yeah, 610. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's the starting pitcher right now. That's all you need. Bro. That's like, I mean, you're, 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 you're almost double Corey Seager. That's for sure. Corey Seager made a lot of money this offseason. <laughs> Baseball players make a bunch of money, man. It's Bro. just ridiculous. Like, I mean, that's A-Rod money, right? A-Rod's made that. In his playing career? Yeah, yeah. probably close, yeah. 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 He made like $500 million or more in his playing career, yeah. 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 I mean, he's making a ton now still on TV. I mean, he's the we only don't. guy that gets to work both at Fox and ESPN. And nobody likes him at either place. <laughs> that's not true. No, fans. Oh, fans. fans. As long as the boss I, likes you, who cares? That's all that matters. I, but dude, he's always like been them. super good to me, man. Like, he's I don't cool. know what anyone else has to say, but I, I like to judge people based on the way my interactions are with them. Yeah, right? but but he also knows that you're famous George Sedano from Miami. He better re- respect where you're from. Because Laura, you was up. he nice to you when he called when, when he called it? Yeah, he was like super nice. Like, hey, how are you? Like, talkative. And I was like, oh, no, snap. He, I was not expecting that. Yeah, he's yeah. nice. He's just it just comes off, not me, it's just what I've heard, that he comes off as a phony guy. Like, it's too over the top with him. And like I said, fans don't like his game analysis. Like, that's what I was talking about. The See, but I, I, him, I, yeah, I when, think when he's, he I think Yankees, when, he was cool. I think when he was, um, when he's, when he's on a set, like, with Poppy and those guys, I think he's, I think they're great. Like, they're great yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I went, when I worked at Fox with him, I remember my boss telling me this story about how, he wanted to write this piece like he wanted to write something for the website ahead of the ahead of the playoffs and he was like i have this really good story about i forget what it was about but he's like i just want to run it past you um i think it, I, you know i tried really hard on it like a little kid he pulls out like this notepad with like a story that he like handwritten story that he wrote on it on a notepad and sat there and like went through it with the editor like how to you know correct the grammar and all that stuff on it and I was like, oh, that's like a very humbling story to hear about him because he's not – he doesn't seem like somebody that would do that. Oh, at, let me tell you something. I, I, I could tell you this – you know, I don't have to go too far off the deep end. Um, when he was with the Yankees, and I've heard this from guys like – you know, I know I met Robinson Cano and a bunch of these guys over the years that have played with him. Like, he, they used to tell me all the time that he would – every year when he was with the Yankees – I don't know if he did this in Texas or – I mean, Seattle, he was a kid, so I don't know. Um, but – that he would get all the rookies and tell them, hey, come here. My tailor's coming tomorrow to the clubhouse. Get measured. I'm buying you three suits. And they'd be like, what do we need suits for? Like, no, bro, you always need a suit. 
So you're yeah. getting three suits, and that, and he'd do that. Uh, so, but you don't hear those stories about people like him. You know what I mean? Like you hear all the other stuff. Um, and to your point, Lindsay, that stuff. I know people that have worked with him at ESPN and Fox who say that all the time. Like he's super involved in the prep. Like he wants mm-hmm. to be good. Like here, here's the thing about and Beto. You know this specifically, and Lindsay and Laura too. But like Beto, you've worked with a lot of athletes. Not every athlete that tries to do this try puts in the effort to do to be good at it. Yeah, they're gone after six months. And the same thing I've heard about Arod is he does the work. And he just he's just that guy who rubs people the wrong way at times. But I think that's a and lot then, of just like like he's yeah. done stupid stuff with or exactly. silly stuff when he was younger. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, but the people who work with him like will ride with him because it's like, oh no, he's actually really cool. I've heard the same thing at the people at Fox that he's really cool to work with. So right, I mean, that's the thing. Like, are we not allowed to just like grow up? You know what I mean? Like, if no, you're Alex Rodriguez, no if you're no LeBron, way. if you're Tiger Woods, right? Like, all these guys. Think about those guys. That just those three guys. Um, they've been in the spotlight since they were what age? Exactly. Since they like, were teenagers. I mean, LeBron Tiger was on the co- Tiger was yeah. a was a toddler, wasn't he? he like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yo, LeBron was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. The when he was a one, teenager, and he and lived up to it. Like, I mean, he was the first one where his games were on. Uh, ESPN when he right, was in the high school, school games, right? The high school game he, that was he at UCLA. played. Your boy Ronnie Flores, shout out to yeah. Ronnie Flores, told me this story and it's still true. I looked it up. LeBron played in the in the most attended high school game in the state of California's history when mm-hmm. he came. Um, St. Vincent, St. Mary came to play modern day at Pauley Pavilion at yep. UCLA. To this day, okay, that was in two thousand three or whatever it was. To this day. There is still not a more attended high school basketball game in the state of California. Yeah, Dino Tregon has put it on, man. It was a it was a great one. I was a Clipper intern that year. It happened, so I think it might have been like 2002. And we we I remember I'm working with the Clippers, and the Clipper players are talking about this guy LeBron, how he's at UCLA in a couple of days. It's like what's going on here? So to live in that lifestyle and he and to live up to it and and then exceed some of it, like a perfect example. Are we not allowed to grow up? Ryan Leaf, you know. They still bring up that he was a big bust, but if you follow him on Twitter, he owns up to everything. You know, he went through his problems uh, with uh, addiction and how he's now sober. And like people, he'll he'll put out his story out there. People are like, and then you still see some of the trolls on Twitter. Yeah, but you did this. It's like, yeah, dude, that was twenty something years ago. Like twenty five year old Bethel was insufferable. Like I was an arrogant jerk about a lot of stuff. And some people still hate me to this day because of the way I acted when I was twenty five. But I'm like, dude, I'm forty three now. Like, it, like we grow up, right? We get. We should be able to evolve and, like, not have what we did as a punk kid uh, getting drunk in Hermosa, like, when I'm 20 years later. No, 100%. I agree with you. And it's like, but with these, you know, and, you know, that individualizing the story, I think, brings it home more. So I think that was great that you did. But, yeah, I mean, look, man, listen, when LeBron, A-Rod, Tiger, all these guys, again, I'm not condoning all their behavior. So don't take it that way. But my point is, Yo, people make mistakes, man. Like, how many of us would be able to deal with the microscope that those guys dealt with? You know what I mean? Like, it's just insane to me. Well, like, there's I always the story of, like, oh, he didn't sign for this one kid on this one day, and he's a jerk. And it's like, but that dude's probably signed 8 million autographs for everybody else going above and beyond. But that one moment is the one that people are going to make a big deal about. It's, it, right. it's, it's hard being these guys, like, and they're all constantly being in the public eye. Yeah. But meanwhile, in this uh, world, we glorify uh, reality show stars that sell farts in a jar. We'll have that for you coming up. We'll have that for you coming up in just a second. So stick around for that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Stacy Q. This, that era right there. Like now, the eight, late eighties, that's like that freestyle music. That was yeah. um, that was like the era of the the artist with one first name, first first letter of the last name. Stevie B. Yes, correct. 
little Trenier action for yeah. you, Florentine Gardens. Like yeah. these are the songs that Chris's dad was playing on the radio, man. Like Mucho was getting down with these jams. Now, Loda, you got uh, excited when Chris mentioned one particular location. No, no, no. I didn't get excited. <laughs> I just said, whoa. No, no. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> I did. No, because then we'll, this will become a bit. And no, I did not get excited. I just was like, oh, snap. He threw it back to that. That's what I meant. Laura, you're too no. young for a Florentine Garden, no. aren't you? <laughs> I'm 33. I'm not that young. Yeah, you're too young for Florentine Garden to hate it. So you know what that is, Donald? <laughs> yeah. Why? Hold on. But why are you? Why did you like push back on excited? I because understand. I wasn't excited. I, look, I know Chris. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you did. Well, but your reaction was straight up like this. I'm not even exaggerating. It was like, oh snap! Whoa! Like mm-hmm. Florentine Garden. I did do that. I did do that. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound excited to you? Yeah, it was just she surprised. Up Aquanet, bro. She had Aquanet ready to go, Sedano. She's ready. Aquanet, Aquanet yeah. is a great nineties, eighties, nineties reference. Yeah, she's got now. the X's on the hand. She's going, she's going in the club ready. Oh to yeah, go. dude, we all know about the X's. Come on now, everybody <laughs> knows about the X's yeah. on the hand or the yeah, little. So Florentine in Hollywood, right there. I think it's Sunset. That, that was the first club you go to because you would only hear about it advertised on the radio. And it was eighteen and over. And you walk in, you're like, oh, yeah, eighteen cool. and over. Now, if you yeah. were twenty one, did you have a wristband to know that you? Yup, yup, yup. That's yep. what I was yep. like. Wait a minute, I'm going home. Why do I have an X on my hand? What's this mean? And then until my boy. Oh, the X uh, was that, was the drinking. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. The, the X no was like no drinking. And then if you're oh. 21, you get the wristband. And oh, then uh, okay. I'm not going to say his name, but my buddy Steve, he became Jose Maldonado also with his new ID. So I was like, heck yeah, we had wristbands, <laughs> baby. We were good. Yeah. QCs, Florentine oh. Gardens. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, All your audience wants- is loving it right now. Nobody yeah. wants that X on their on their hand. No, because you can't spit no game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can you want? Can I get you a water? Like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Can I get you a club, club soda? soda? Yeah. Un carrito song. Yeah, yeah. A Shirley Temple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those were exactly. good. Carritos. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. I missed that for a second there. I heard. I. I it kind of registered late when you said that. <laughs> um, Lindsay. Good time. What, good time. What, what was the first bar you went to? Like, how old are you? Did you have a fake ID? What did you, what, what, where did you, how did you roll back then? I mean, I, I, my sister is three years older than me. Oh, there so we go. Yep. I had her ID. And then I also, I worked at a tanning salon. And one time this girl left her ID behind. And she was like 26. I think it was like 19 or something. She left it behind for like weeks, never came back. So after like a month, I was like, you know, I'm going to take this home. And I went to a casino um, where we go camping out in Allegheny. And the guy was like, 26? You don't look 26. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I get that all the time. Good job. And he was like so stunned. He didn't know what to say. He was like, uh, okay, I guess. So like that was the first time I remember using a fake ID that was See, at a But casino. that's the move. You just have to be smooth on that. You'd be yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, oh, my God, thank you for the compliment. You know? like Yeah, yeah he was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. So it I, all the girls I grew up with used to use their sister's ID all the time. What's Miami, I man? Couldn't. They were... <laughs> Ain't no rules down there. <laughs> there were no rules. That is true. I see. I was growing up, you know, in an era where like South Beach was becoming South Beach. Um, like it's not what it is now. It was just like kind of the dawn of it, which was actually kind of cool. Um, imagine like being in like like the dawn of like the Hollywood nightclub scene, right? Like that's literally. I was at the age yeah. of when I was, you know, high school, college, where that was happening. So it was like pretty fun to watch. Now, what it's become now is like much like Hollywood is, to be honest with you. It's yeah. super touristy and not like that much fun. And nobody local really goes there all that often. But that was South um, Beach. Oh yeah, no, I would never, not anymore. Yeah, it's just not like. I mean, it's fun to talk about for like a second, but like you know, you're, no one's like no one who lives there goes there anymore. You know. Mm, I got you. I got you. That's all. You know, like do you? How many? I mean, like when do you go? Do you go to Hollywood that often? No. Nope. Oh, never. <laughs> no, nope. same thing. Not, not since no. I was twenty-eight, maybe. Like, it's like no way. It's just, right. it's different. It's like, nah, it's too far. And it's just a yeah. mess. And right. it was, it, it wasn't what, as I say, this isn't how I found you. This is you. You changed, man. You changed. Right. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it used to be fun. Now then, it became the bottle service, and then you got to get a table and all that other stuff. And I'm like, wait so a minute. Whack. I used to leave the house with forty bucks and come home with three for tacos, man. I was good. There you, you can't go. do that anymore. Come back with <laughs> some change for the street. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, street meat ain't worth three dollars either anymore. Talking about scope. Yeah. Get those spots. How man. much is street meat these days outside of Crypto.com Arena? 
Oh, they, they don't have taco guys. By they don't have taco. They have hot dogs. No, no, street meat. They have street meat. Yeah, yeah. hot dogs. Just hot $8. Dogs. How much? Oh, $8. For a hot dog? Yeah. For no a street way. dog. See, hey, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to get mad at them. They're hustling because they know. No, they are yeah, hustling. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, because they know that, you know what? They can jack the prices up there at, after a Laker game. I'm, mm-hmm. I wonder what the price is for like a Kings game. Or it's still something. eight bucks. Oh, shit. No matter but, what. Hey, no, yeah. no problem. Supply and demand. The people are going to pay for it. Char- oh, yeah. Raise the no, rates. Raise it's the rates. you. Law of economics. Yeah. I got no problem with it. I just was curious because I've never purchased it. But, you know. Oh, no, yeah, I have. Like, After the Laker game or whatever game or wherever. Yeah. It's like $8. Uh, SoFi was $10. Damn. Yeah. SoFi You're was stuck. $10. I was like, damn. Okay, yo. Over here charging $2 more. Okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> but I can't be mad at my people because we hustling. So, you know. Hey, listen. You got to make money how you can make money. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, oh, hey, George, remember the person in San Antonio? We were walking back from the game and yeah. they had the cooler and they're holding water, but they're like, beer, $5, beer, $5. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I would sell. I would do whatever I got to do. Listen, mm-hmm. to me, that's entrepreneurship. Like, mm-hmm. um, yep. have you, so, uh, how, how, when was the last time you purchased something, though, outside of the arena, Laura? Uh, probably like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. That recent. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I dip into the Laker game and I want a hot dog or something. And I get it. Beto? I share it. Uh, I, I don't do the, the danger dogs, man, because it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's, it's because I get heartburn, right? So if I'm yeah, me too. I'm old, bro. I'm, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take it from the tacos, not a hot dog. Yeah, so I, I don't eat the whole thing though. So it's I haven't had a hot dog in a while. Like Linz, when was the last time you had street meat? I would never, ever. Oh, no, come on! No. You sound so judgmental. No, no, no. I mean, no, I don't I'm do it now like, either. So I, I mean, I get it, but like, but... it just seems like I've seen all this stuff on TV about how there's all kinds of, like bacteria and stuff. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just gross. It grosses me out. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. It's your taste buds and like yeah. your health. Like, hey, I do they like... do that in Cleveland though? Do they have people selling food outside? Oh, the of course, yeah. there's people selling. Yeah. I have every arena in the Cleveland? country. Yeah. What do they sell outside the arena in Cleveland, Lindsay, or the stadium? Hot dogs. Yeah. Hot I mean, dogs. I've seen like hot dogs and I don't know what else. Like maybe pretzels, but yeah, definitely. Oh, like would hot not... pretzels? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds delicious. See, that oh, sounds yeah. more delicious. I think kind of. Yeah. Honest, to be a little something. Yeah. I should have been to Cleveland. I should have went to Cleveland instead of Cincinnati. Why yeah, you Cincinnati, to Cincinnati is, again? Is like though, Kentucky. like I don't even okay, understand. Okay, so this. the whole like, point, like my, the girl that works here, Janice, also works with the Lakers. I mean, not the Lakers, the Dodger travel team. Correct. So she was like, "Hey, we're we have an extra spot. Let's go. Whatever. It's also Oktoberfest. It was the biggest one. Um, they actually beat Germany's Oktoberfest this year. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's go. So that's why I went. I went to two Dodger games. Two out of the three Dodger games out there. That's why." Oh, against the Reds. Yeah, not, never cool. again. Never again. Cincinnati's a one they, and done. Yeah, they have a nice ballpark, but that's they about do. it. Man, yeah, yeah there's Skyline not Chile, a lot to do it. in Cincinnati. Like yeah, that you, whole you area is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah go to Louisville. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's more fun. I tried, man. The tickets were sold. <laughs> I was like, damn. Okay. You couldn't just drive over? No, well, we were going to go to the museum, and the tickets oh. were sold out. So I was like, oh. eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick drive, right? Like It's, not it's like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. wasn't bad. Louisville is like... Low key, like a cool little fun little town that you can hang out for like a day or two, but that, that's about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, when you told me Cincinnati, I kind of like you did, the did. scratch. You, yeah. you were Ooh. the mm? <laughs> you did the mm? Cincinnati. <laughs> one and done, bro. One and done. Perdió en Cincinnati? <laughs> nah, that mean, you, you, you know what I got in Cincinnati? Legit COVID. That's what I got in right, Cincinnati. Right, that's what you got. That's that was what your got. trip. You got yeah. COVID. And that I wore my gift. mask and everything. I was like, never. So probably because of that, too. Never, ever. You know, it's <laughs> funny. Cincinnati. I'm from Ohio, and I've never been to Cincinnati. <laughs> that should have told me something. That's all you need to know. That should have told me something. There you go. There you go. Um, speaking of being from somewhere. So DeMar DeRozan was from L.A. Or is from L.A. Sorry. He's from L.A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, man, I, I feel like for all the talk about Russ, right, and oh, you know, we, we and we did it. We were guilty of it earlier, right? Talking about like Kuzma's comments about like you know he's now free to flap his wings or whatever, spread his wings, whatever it was. Him and Bradley Beal. Um, look, I, I'm still not a huge fan of trading three guys for Russ. Like I, I, I didn't mm-hmm. like it at the time. I don't like it now. But if you were gonna make a move, 
Like, how would DeMar DeRozan look on this team right now? Because I think he'd be – now, look, he wouldn't be what he is in Chicago right now. No, but, but they need him be to be nice. Yeah. He'd still be nice, though. Yeah. It, it, in Chicago, they need him to be what he's doing right now. And yeah. DeRozan knows his role. He knows what's up. Like, he knows what it takes. And I'm saying that Russ doesn't. It's just Russ is doing No, Russ. no, he doesn't. It's okay. You know, it, it's okay. No, he knows what is, is needed, mm-hmm. but he's still going to do what Russ is going to do for Russ. Like, right. at the end of the day, that's what he's doing, right? DeRozan's like, okay, we can adjust to do this. We can do that. And when, you know, we did when they made the trade, George, we all said, huh, okay, but we can see it working. And now, after a month, okay, we can see maybe now, here, in January, damn, man, that's a big mistake, right? Like, who right now is still holding out hope that they can figure this out? The way that they're playing, nobody. But then you go and see a guy like DeRozan, like, damn, he went to Compton High. Tarve really involved in the community. He gets what it is, and he'd be perfect on this team the way that he could make things happen. But this is how bad the Lakers season is going, that they're 19 and 19, and we're thinking hindsight of what should have happened instead of saying, hey, how can the Lakers turn things around and figure it out right now? It's a lot of what should have, could have, would have right now. So let me ask you this, Beto. Um, if I had to make you guess now granted it's still halfway through the season basically still at this point or a little more than a little less than halfway through but if you had to guess right now okay and and i'll give you anthony davis comes back with relative health okay what is the lakers ceiling with this particular squad in your opinion Oof. see i'm gonna sound like the hater but i don't see them getting higher than six okay uh, so a six seed but like what about in the playoffs? Are they like a one, one and done? done. Or are they a second one round team? One and done. Really? I just I have no faith in them. And I know I'm sounding like the guy. It's just when you have older players and you have stubborn players, and now the talk from Laker fans and everybody else is okay, when we get to the playoffs, they don't nobody wants that smoke. We you get away from us. We're gonna turn it on. There is no switch to turn on because you haven't built the continuity. There is no chemistry. You don't know what the flow is gonna go back and forth. And when you have these kind of players in a High-pressure situation, when your back's against the wall, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to what you've always done, right? Like, yeah, LeBron can get you there, but can you really win a series? And the way that they're playing right now, I don't see it. I, It's I, as good as it would be for the station and for the city of L.A. When the Lakers are winning, it's great for business. But see, right I, now, I think the frustration matchup. I think it's matchup-based, matchup right? Yeah. Like, I mean, everything it, is, right? Sure. If you told me the Lakers would have to play the Warriors or the Suns in the first round, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Right? Like, yeah. I'd be like, ooh, mm, 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 I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that they're playing, like, the Grizzlies or the okay. Jets, yeah. yeah, then, you know, I like their chances in the first round. Be, shouldn't we be saying, oh, they're playing the Grizzlies or the Jazz? Shouldn't it be like, yeah, no problem. All right, get the first round. Who are they playing in the second round? Right now, you said – I like their chances. Like, it's like we're holding out hope. I'm running out of hope with this team. And I was the one at the beginning of the season saying, okay, everybody calm down. I was like an animal. It's okay. Calm down. No. And it's like, wow, this team is bad. It's not fun to watch, too. Like, I don't know the last time. That's a great point. Like, outside of LeBron in this stretch here, the last couple of weeks where he's been incredible, like, you're right. It's not really fun to watch. No. And yeah, and you could say COVID. And injuries, but that's the entire NBA right now. Everybody's going through that. Everybody's had uh, games where they can't have oh, their yeah. roster. Oh, yeah, COVID and so, injuries. Yes, exactly. 100%. So it, yes. it's like, oh, when we get these guys, it's just right now, and I'm a basketball fan. I love watching the best play. I've been watching more Suns games than I have been watching Laker games. Like, I, I shouldn't be doing that. Right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I like watching teams get up and down and move around. When the Lakers, when you're watching it, you're like, okay, why are they so clunky right now? What is going on with these guys? And it's you never have the sense of, okay, that's a game where they clicked, and that's a game where it felt right. It's never a game where you're, okay, tonight they're going to do this, they're going to do that. It's always, okay, what's going to go wrong? That's a terrible way to be looking at games uh, right No, now. I agree. You're, you nailed it. I, I, I really can't add much to that. Um, all right, we'll get back to that at 540. we got a short show. We're out at 6 o'clock because the Lakers-Kings tonight. Uh, hopefully that's a win. 
uh, to be honest with you. But we got Radio Tinder. Everyone's favorite segment is coming up in three minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so I don't know if you guys were watching Monday Night Football last night, but if you were or if you weren't, emotions were running pretty high at Heinz Field in what Ben Roethlisberger predicted would be his final home game with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Thanks to a game-sealing interception, uh, Roethlisberger was able to end the game with a curtain call kneel down to seal the victory for the Steelers against their rivals, the lowly Cleveland Browns. Uh, And during his post-game interview with ESPN Lisa Salters, Big Ben could not hold back tears as he talked about how much he loved the city, the team, the fans, and how much this moment meant to him. And he definitely cried a lot. So I want to know, do you guys think that Big Ben is soft for crying in what might be his last home game with the Steelers? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I will swipe left. I don't think he's soft. I think that, listen, I think dudes are allowed to be emotional, man. And you know what? I Listen, there are a lot of things in his career Uh, from a football perspective that haven't gone exactly the way he wanted to. And look, I'm not going to try to not – I'm not going to try to absolve him of some stuff early in his career off the field that was pretty crazy, okay? Um, That was certainly stuff that, you know, at the very least raised some eyebrows um, in realistic terms was something that was – deplorable at the very least okay but nonetheless strictly on football what i'll say is this yo the man's playing his last football game you know what every athlete has always told me is that the hardest thing about not playing is knowing you won't be around the guys anymore that you won't be in the locker rooms anymore um all those moments that you used to have all that stuff is coming rushing out to you knowing that it's going to be your last game I have no problem with him crying in that situation. I also have no problem with any men crying at all. Like, I think the biggest problem we have is that we are uh, emotionally constipated as men. Like, I am, I am now someone who cries at commercials because I'm such a softy these days. So if, if that's what it, it is, being a softy, then call me a softy too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's soft. It's having emotion. It's good, right? Like, these guys are not robots. And – you know, what's that saying? Uh, you know, I'm gonna play until they they peel the uniform off of me. Like you want to go as long as you can. Like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger coming out of Miami of Ohio and the career that he's had, and yeah, you're gonna get emotional because you're never going to do that again. And it was the last home game. Like the Steeler fans, I mean, I got some in the family who are hardcore about their team. They're loyal. I can only imagine what it must have been like to be in that stadium. You know, especially the Latino culture, right? You're not allowed to cry, George. Like you know, right away, get it, you're not, get it, you're not, get it, you're not. Like it's cool. Show some emotion. Let the tears flow. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think if you're a person mocking him for that, you're the one with the problem. Well, the reason I ask is because, you know, I had to listen to my friends back in Cleveland on the ESPN affiliate back there because, you know, if they're a Browns loss, it's always great, you know, trash, trash the Browns radio. 
And that was one of their topics was them just going on and on about Big Ben crying. And she, both of your guys' points. I know everyone in Cleveland hates Ben Roethlisberger, me being one of them. But, like, I feel like it's not, you know, this isn't 30 years ago where you're like, oh, you can't cry and, and there's no crying in sports. I, I mean, listen, I also would say that I'm not saying every single one of those people because I don't know who exactly who you're talking about. But what I would also say is that these are the same people that burned LeBron's jersey. Okay. So. That was one person. <laughs> that was one person. One person. All right, oh, person. Oh, All right uh, next one. So next, Wait, next. you know somebody who did that, Liz? Oh, geez. No, it, it was – I know the story of the one jersey that was burned. Oh, it was a, it was like a whole thing with that night and everything that happened. Uh, so speaking of LeBron, um, he still has a few more things to cross off his career to-do list before eventually hanging up his jersey. And one of those things involves his son, Bronny. So LeBron and his wife, Savannah, appeared in a recent clip by Uninterrupted in which they were asked about the dreams for their oldest son, who is a 17-year-old basketball standout at Sierra Canyon here in L.A. Here is what they said. To be happy and find happiness in whatever it is that he does, whether it's whatever it is. I want him to get to the NBA. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I want to be on the same. I want to be on the court with him. I think that would be an unbelievable moment. So do you guys think that LeBron will actually get the chance to share an NBA court with Bronny? Swipe left or swipe right, Beto? Um, I say no. So what does that mean? Am I swiping right? So you're going to swipe yes. left. You're okay, so I, I don't. It, it's just so right now, uh, Bronny's a junior. So he's seventeen years old. Yeah, junior. In yeah, high he's a yep. junior, and then he's got to go to college for one year. Um, at least, yeah. At least, and then that's what three years from now. So LeBron's going to be forty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, LeBron, he's got a lot of miles on his legs. You never know what might happen to him injury wise. And Bronny is good, but he's not like, oh my god, he's going to be the one and done kid that could be a lottery pick as of right now. He is really good. He's got a really good team behind him. And on the AU world, he'll do a lot this summer. But he's not the kid who's in the top five of the rated kids in the class of 2023. You know, so Yeah, he's number Bronny's 49. Yeah, I believe he's number 49 right now. Yeah. I will go the other way, though. I will swipe right, um, Beto, because I just think LeBron takes such good care of his body and listen i understand the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury and he's had a number of them recently but i feel like he definitely wants to play till he's 40 mm -hmm. and i think that if he has to even play one more season right um it would be I, I could see him doing that too and just being like all right so because if Bronny plays two years in college i think that lebron would be 41 potentially at that point so, yeah, I, I think it's possible. I, I, I think there's a, at least a, a, a shot at that happening. So I will swipe right on that. Since you follow um, Bronny, I don't know if you follow his other son, Bryce, I think his I name do. is. I mean, I don't isn't, follow him, but I know well, that he's pretty good too, yeah. I was going to say, isn't Bryce like better? supposedly going to be better than Bronny? I don't know that. I mean, he's only like yeah. in seventh or eighth grade, Yeah, right? he's in like, eighth grade. Yeah, but people are already saying he's playing like high school well, he's, level. He's, he's definitely bigger than him at that age, yeah. for sure. So yeah. he's on that circuit where they fly around the country in the summer. Uh, you know, Nike, LeBron team, all that other stuff. So he's on that circuit with a bunch of stud other kids. I mean, it's just so hard. Like, my son's in that world, and the kids who were studs two years ago aren't studs anymore. And the kids who pop up now and, like, you know. Also, I mean, when you're rich, how much do you really want to work out? You know, like, it, it's just a different world because you you go from being 14 and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're 16 and your priorities change. I'm not saying that's going to happen to his kid, but it just happens to a lot of kids. Well, when LeBron's yeah. your dad and based on how he answered that question, I'm sure that working out is not an option. But, but, what if, <laughs> but also it might be the option of like, you know, what? I don't want to do this. That's your life. It's just like the plot of Space Jam. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it is. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, so Dustin Poirier has agreed to terms for a matchup with Nate Diaz, and now he's just waiting to see if it comes to fruition. Poirier and Diaz have been poking at each other on social media in an attempt to set up a previously booked fight that never materialized back in November of 2018. So Dana White has said that he's down to put the match together as long as both athletes want it and the fan demand is there, which I think the fan demand's probably there. Poirier said this week that he's agreed to a date, location, and weight class to face Diaz within the next six weeks, and that his coach and his team are behind him despite the short notice. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that this match will happen by the end of February? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, 
What is the question, the specific question, though, about them? This this match between Diaz and Poirier will happen by the end of next month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swiping right, for sure. I think it's happening. Um, because here's the thing. Now that Poirier lost to Charles Oliveira, like, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I think with, with, with Dustin, I think maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a rematch for him, like, at least not right now. I think he's going to have to wait for Oliveira to cycle through the division a little bit. And he's also going to have to kind of, remake the climb uh, to potentially get a title shot again. So, yeah, like, you know, I obviously I work with Chael Sonnen on the UFC show on ESPN+, Plus, right? We do a show every Monday and Wednesday on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so if you have ESPN+, Plus, check it out. But uh, And we'll be back next week, actually, because we've been on hiatus for a few weeks. But, um, yeah, I, he, Chael always says this, and it's the, it, it makes all the sense in the world, which is if you're not going to get a title shot, go make money. And a Nate Diaz fight versus Dustin Poirier is going to make money because fans are going to get behind it because they're going to be interested in it. So I do think it's going to happen because of that, because it's going to make them money, which means it's going to make the UFC money, and that's why it'll happen. So, yes, swiping right. I swipe whatever Sedano did because you're, you said it. Money. They're going to have an opportunity to take money, and Nate Diaz is going to say, you know what, whatever, let's just go. Give me money. Let's take this fight. Six right. weeks is not a long time. Not a long Dude, time these long. guys will fight anywhere. You know that. Like, if, if you've ever been around Diaz, they'll fight you right then and there. Except Francis, but that's a whole other story. Well, that's a different story here. All right, do we have time for one more, Lara? All right, so last one here. A new umbrella sharing startup is expanding in New York City, and it says that it's going to do for umbrellas what City Bike did for bicycles. So under the city bike-like system, New Yorkers will use Rentbrella's phone app to scan codes that will allow them to unlock and return umbrellas at different kiosks. It's a service aimed at commuters who find themselves in a pinch and don't want to shell out 10 or 15 bucks to buy an umbrella on the spot. So if you don't return the umbrella within 24 hours, you're charged $2 for the second day and another two for the third. And then if you just keep it after that, you're charged 16 and it's yours. Do you guys think that Rentbrella will become as big as bike or scooter sharing slash renting? Swipe left or swipe right? Uh, swipe dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever way you want to go. Like, really? Like, okay, I, I'm just going to be the L.A. guy. I don't even have an umbrella. I don't even right, know. Right, because it doesn't rain here, though. It doesn't I don't rain here. <laughs> Does it rain that much in New York that you need Oh, it rains like a that? ton on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh -huh. Does it? But in New York? Like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, well, then, then call me the West Coast bias guy because I sound it sounds dumb, but I guess if you live there, but if you live there, don't you always have an umbrella anyways? I well, mean, that's my should. conflict, right? Like, why would you rent it if it rains that much? Shouldn't you own one? You yeah. should. Yes, but I think that there are just people like you, Lindsay. You should have a plunger in your house, and you don't. And you don't. Oh, <laughs> that's great, because so if they that. had a, a rent-a-plunger service, then I would yes. be all for it. <laughs> I, I, I just don't I don't get it. A bike makes sense, because as a person who doesn't you want get to around walk, on it. Get a bike, I don't know how to rent bikes. Like, how often do you really yeah, need an umbrella in moments like that? And people, look, if you're from the East Coast, you should know be prepared. That's like, weird. I, I, I would agree, but sometimes you leave it, Right? I, I, I Take it from the guy who's lived on the East Coast, right? Sometimes you leave it and, you know, renting one, you know, mm. in a pinch. If you have to get somewhere by foot, you, you know, maybe you do it. But, but wait, do people sell umbrellas when it starts raining? Well, they mean like at like bodegas and like yeah, those they street do. carts and stuff like I've that. I've done yeah. it. I yeah, bought yeah. it. I bought it in, when I was in New York. So but it's, it's provided. It's I mean, it's, it's there. You could go and get an umbrella. Okay, here's yeah, my... but you're going to spend 15 bucks on it. But no, what but if who, you, well, here's you my know? thing. Okay, so when I went to New York, I didn't have one. Like, I, I was like, whatever, I don't need one. It doesn't seem like it's going to rain. It started to rain. Poured. Right. But we got, like, the restaurant we went into, they had this thing where it's like you can pick one. You're, the whole thing was, like, you leave it somewhere else for someone else. So I noticed that a lot in the restaurants where I was, where so it was free. You would just grab one, and you would use it, and then you would drop it off wherever, you know, for the next person. So like a, I saw, I saw that. That's a curve episode waiting to happen right there. <laughs> it really is. That's an excellent. Point. But I did. I mean, I saw that. I ended up buying one at a bodega, but it was like you know, it wasn't fifteen yeah. bucks. It broke. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad though. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of the problem. That's why so you would bad. probably need to rent one because the one you've borrowed has been borrowed seven million no, times. No, compré una en la bodega and it was bad. Ah, compraste una. Yeah, that's I even bought worse. One. Was, yeah. 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 So well, bad. people don't, don't ever like buy anything. You don't bodega. buy it. You don't. You don't buy anything that needs to last in a bodega. Or like, that's yeah, I just learned not that, bro. 
Yeah. That's like going to H&M and expecting your clothes to last for like years. That's not happening No, no, no. It's never happening. Or fit. (laughs) Hey, they do. Right, or fit. Yes, for that matter. All right. Uh, We're done here. Uh, One more segment to go before we turn it over to Lakers. Uh, Lakers-Kings tonight here on the station. Who's got the heart of L.A.? Find out in just a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, final segment here. Sliwa and Michael will take over here shortly for the Lakers pregame show as the Lakers are getting ready to take on the Kings. So Frank Vogel apparently will not reveal his starters tonight until 30 minutes prior, which is the latest he can do it. So Sliwa and Michael will have that for you coming up in a little bit. Make sure you get ready for that. Also, what I'd like to add is that, you know, we spend a lot of time talking nonsense as we do every day, but... We talked a lot of Laker basketball. We didn't talk as much football other than the beginning of the show. But here's the thing, Beto. Let me ask you this question because I, I feel like you are the perfect person to answer this question because I feel like I know the answer to this, but I, I, I feel like it, it, it's, you're more of an authority on this being born and bred, right, and have worked okay. in sports in this town, okay? All right. If, if, because if, it's still possible, right, that, you know, Raiders Chargers, winner gets in, loser needs help, right, to get into the playoffs. But it is still possible for both teams to get in. The Rams, pretty much a lock to get in, right? It's just a matter of where they're going to be seated. If all three teams get into the playoffs, who's got the heart of L.A.? You start off your show on Monday, welcome to Raider Talk. (laughs) You do that and just light it up. And it's going to be – it'll be Raiders, Rams – Chargers in that order because you're yeah. going to have a fan base that the Raiders are getting in there. They're going to be giddy about getting into the playoffs, and you can talk Raider football all three hours if you want, and you'll have it. It's uh, yeah. as much as they're not in LA, they're still in the fabric of LA. It really is fascinating when you think about it, right? Because if you look at the at the Raiders' history, they were in LA for what was it, thirteen years? Yeah, not long, not yeah. long. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that long, but they are woven, absolutely woven into the fabric of this community. Because it community. was the, the attitude and the color yeah. scheme and the way right. that they went after it. They're playing at the Coliseum, and I know Rams fans are going to say, "We're LA, this and that." And my boy Henry Ramirez, boxing trainer, getting all mad right now. But it, you got to admit it. And this is just as a guy who was born and raised here. You talk Raiders, you get people to respond to you. Rams. It's gonna be like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, we're there, right there, right there, with the. But they have they have their hardcore fans. The Rams do have their hardcore fans. Oh no, they do. They, they do have they a do. real fan base. That's they not do. to dismiss that. Yes. but they yeah. have a strong fan base. But if you have Raiders playoff talk, mm, you're getting something there. But that also says this to me is that the the Raiders have really blown it for a long time. Man. Oh yeah, good lord. Oh yeah. See, the Raiders have a fan base from everywhere. They they don't need a home. They are. They were a national team for a very long time. You know, yes. like my friends are season ticket holders in Vegas. Right. Like they go to the games. They're hitting me like, oh, what about this? Like they're going to the, the games in Vegas. They I'm also would go to the games in Oakland. The Sunday morning Southwest flight out of Long Beach going to Oakland, dude, that was packed with Raider fans. And now they're going to uh, Vegas for them. And, it yeah. just—it's a fan base that ride or die with them, no matter how bad they are, and they're terrible at many years. No, no, agreed, agreed. But yeah, they are—they are a big brand, and I think that's the thing. That's like they, you know, like all those teams that were good. Like if you have—if you go back to like the seventies, right? Like the yeah. Steelers, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, right? Like all those teams that were winning Super Bowls in the seventies. Like think about it. All those people who were kids in the 70s are now what in their 50s and 60s so of course they they they're they're the fans that have probably had the longest run as legitimate nfl fans like that the nfl has been like their number one sport or at least close to it right like their top two so 
Yeah, I can totally see where like the Raiders still have, and not only just because they were twelve or thirteen years here in LA, but just because of that. Like they they run the West Coast on the NFL. Hey, you know, it's kind of like what I Raiders, say about USC. Yeah, it's the, the same thing I say about thing. USC. The Raiders did a great thing. They knew and they know how to reach out to the Latino market. They oh, know they how yeah, yeah. to yeah. really embrace it and get after it. I mean, look, you had Bill Plunkett. Tom Flores, right? Like they reach out to you know first minority coach in our shell. Like they know what to do, and they know their fan base. And Raider fans that are my friends are Raider fans generational. They didn't just become a Raider fan when they were like in elementary, no. right? They, mom they and pop or somebody Raider was a Raider fan, fan too. Right. As soon as the mom got knocked up, okay, that, that kid right there is getting season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad probably has a Raider tattoo to go with his kid's name. Like, and I love it. And both of these guys are my friends. Heck, I'll even I'll, I'll take a picture of my neighbor, the one we were talking about. Like these guys are they create these Raider uh, fan clubs here in Southern California, just like the Rams do. But they're the Raider fans are just rabid about it. That's why I like poking them a little bit. And I got some of the messages. Our girl Xandra, who works at Crypto Arena, is like, "What are you talking bad about the Raiders for?" Because we know that you guys are going to respond. Like we know what's going on. But yeah, if the Raiders get into the playoffs and make a run, you're going to have LA. You know, like, oh, okay, okay. I want that to happen. I want all three teams to be in. Oh, without them, um, because I think it would be great radio. You yes. know, for a couple of weeks. Hey, I would just love to hear Mason getting all worked up. No, it's El- the Rams. It's El- like, come on, Mason. <laughs> like, just well, but he's off Ram- Stafford anyway, so he doesn't care. I know, but he's like a weirdo. Like he was. Mason's had a very weird week with the Rams. Like he's he's all. It's only he's, Tuesday. He, I know, right? He's out on <laughs> Stafford, and then he was arguing with with Ireland and Greg on on Monday yesterday. About how, because Ireland and him were having a discussion a couple weeks ago, how every team has fights, right? Like players get into it with each other, um, you know, and they have spats or whatever. And he was trying to argue that what happened with Jalen Ramsey and, and Rap was not a fight because they were wearing helmets. And I'm like, what? No, that's exactly what happened. They got into but a fight. Yeah. Wearing helmets has nothing to do with that. They're in each other's face. Somebody threw a punch or, or slapped somebody. Right. Jalen Ramsey slapped them in the face. Yes. Yeah. That's a fight. <laughs> yeah, it's guys not liking each other in that moment. And I'm pretty, you know, yeah. they go in the locker room, we're good, well, whatever it happens. But in that moment, no, they don't. You know what it is? I think that Mace, Mace is like in a weird spot. You know, he spent all that time in that uh, Gucci commercial shoot that he did in Costa Rica. What? With the, uh, you know, the naked shoot or that he did what? or whatever. You didn't see this picture? What are you talking about? Do you Instagram? follow him on Instagram? Yeah. yeah I don't follow he's him in on like, no, I don't so follow he's him in like a, he's in like a slow river and like he's laying in the river and the only thing sticking out of the river are his boots and his head. Stop it. You're lying. This is, yeah, it, it looks like a, no, it's real. It's like a Gucci ad. I don't follow him and I don't want to look at this picture. This is not, I'm, now I'm glad I don't follow him. This is, no, cause you know, I have I, a feud I, with him, so I don't follow him. Oh, you have a feud? I did not know you have a feud. Oh, yeah. Me, we, oh, me and, me and uh, Esteban? Mm-mm, no good. Okay. Well, the next the next time you're on, we're going to have to discuss the Mason feud. I feel like we should have led with that had I known that that was the case. Well, I'm just Team Ireland, bro. That's it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, hashtag Team Ireland. Now we know. Team, Beto is on hashtag Team Ireland. All right. We are done here. Beto Duran, muchas gracias. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, homie. Always, brother. Thank you for joining me and being here. Great job, Lindsay. Great job, Laura. Lakers, Kings, Sliwa and Michael up next. Don't forget, Travis and Sliwa in the morning, followed by Mason Ireland us. See you mañana. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.